Hey fam, it's your girl Marley and I'm your host of the Yep She Said It podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I pray that you are safe, that you are doing well, that your family is doing well, that you are just in the place to receive this message because today I have a special guest. Her name is Classy James and honey, she is coming through a black woman in tech and a former athlete. So stay tuned and let's jump right into our inspirational message. All right, y'all, welcome to our first segment known as Marley's Message. And I'm super excited because I, I don't know, like speaking to this young woman was so inspiring and so insightful on why you should just go for what you know, but make it bigger, make it brighter, challenge yourself. And so I know I've been uh, opening the last few segments with a guided meditation session. But today I just want to give you all a word. I find myself that during this pandemic that I have been more quieter than usual, very selective in spaces that I talk to um, in, far, in regards to people that I talk to in these spaces, um, ideas that I'm bouncing uh ideas that I'm bouncing off of people and who, how I'm selectively choosing that. I find myself much deeper in prayer. I find myself uh, literally up at hours of the night listening to sermons and listening to spiritual songs and just trying to um, find myself on a different level, you know, like digging deeper, wanting more. Um, and as I'm doing that, I'm obviously pushing myself in this business and putting the workshops out, doing more interviews and being blessed with so many opportunities. Um, like I just had my first radio interview this week for my business. I also have done podcast interviews, been invited to speak on panels virtually. It's just like this past week and a half has been insane. And I think it's because I'm finding myself in a place of solitude, um, but allowing those that want to help to be present to help and trusting them to help. Um, being clear about my message and what I'm needing and where I'm going and finding people that like mind is that can see the vision beyond what I can see that can say that I'm going to, I'm willing to be in the fight with you. I'm willing to work with you through this. And it's so hard to find people to do that. So I challenge you to really sit back and, and, and which with Classy's uh, business name, Shake Out LLC, that was really resonating with me. And I was just like, shake out. And she said, she'll explain where she got the term from. But when I hear it, as it applies to my life, I'm just like, you know, I need to shake out the self-doubt, shake out the, the concept that you have to do it by yourself, shake out um, all the, 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 the haters, shake out just the, the negative thought process that this is just how it's gonna be. Well, you've done all that you can do. No, you keep pushing. You find a balance in being healthy with yourself, but you keep pushing. You find a balance of um, loving yourself and not pushing too hard, but you know that the job isn't gonna get done unless you put the work in, that you um, shake out of habits, right? Like my, my focus, my primary focus is to pray before I do anything regarding um, life, but especially regarding my business now. When I, before I send an email, before I have a scheduled phone call, before I do a workshop, before I record a podcast, getting on here and, and making sure that my message, my thoughts, my emotions, are coming from a place that's not just me and personal experience, but it's something that God is wanting me to say. It's something that people need to hear. And I feel like in this pandemic, we are looking for a message. And we often hear people say, oh, if you if you don't come out of this uh, pandemic and have a business, if you don't come out of this and save X amount of dollars, it's not about that. It's about where your journey is in life, 
where your spiritual growth is in life. Because right now, regardless of where you're, who you believe in um, and where you think we're going after, honey, your spiritual life has to be sound because I don't know how you can be happy every day with the uncertainty. So I get, and I talked in the interview I did this past week and I said that um, it was a Dr. Jerry Brunswick, a Bruick, I believe, from the, who was it, childorg, childmind.org. And he said that we have to ex acknowledge and accept that fear is there, but it's how you manage the fear, right? It's how you manage the uncertainty. That is what separates you from anyone else. And that is what's going to get you to your next step in life. So acknowledge the fear, accept the uncertainty, but you don't accept it in a way that makes you complacent. You say, okay, listen, I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know that I am here today. I know that I'm excited today. I know that I have breath in my body today. I know that God didn't give me this vision just to just to not do anything with it. I know that he's not connecting with me with people not to learn from them. And I know he's not connecting people with me so they don't learn from me. So don't let the spirit and I'm going to say the demon, honey, of uncertainty weigh you down to where you have some type of emotional paralysis that you don't want to move and be active in life. That is not what this is about. So I challenge you to step out of that, step out of yourself, step out of yourself and look at yourself. What is it that you're supposed to be doing? How are you supposed to be doing it? What is the calling and the mission that you've been ignoring that is sitting right in front of you right now? Because I guarantee you there's a lot of stuff that I had planned that I would have never done if this, if this pause an abrupt disruption called COVID-19 would not have come into my life. And that's not to say that people that are around me have not been impacted by it because they definitely have. I know people that have lost, lost loved ones. It is real out here. But for my journey and where I'm going and what I'm trying to do and looking at what I've had as far as my near life, near death experiences, I am here for, for a reason, for a purpose. So even if today was my last day, I know that I've put 100% in most areas, not all, but enough to have people think and be motivated to do something more than what you've already been doing. All right, y'all, and let's get into our interview with Miss Classy James. All right, y'all, I hope that you really enjoyed Marley's message, you know, to really connect. And I always say in past episodes to uh, allow you to take a moment to be fully present so that you can embrace and hear the message um, from our special guest today. And today we have Classy James, and she is the founder and CEO of Shakeout LLC, a consulting business assisting athletes during their transition out of competitive athletics. Additionally, she is an operations manager at Cisco Systems as a part of Cisco Web WebEx organization, whose responsibility is to help support, transform, and scale a 1 billion plus cloud collabor collaboration business. She has raised hundreds of thousands of dollars for projects in which she has led and was the first Cisco employee to lead a project in which an NBA player was featured in a WebEx marketing campaign. Amazing. Growing up in the heart of Silicon Valley, this provided her with a unique lens into technology and entrepreneurial industries at a young age. She is currently in the process of raising funds for her first tech startup, S-Connect, also known as Shakeout Connect, an online platform that will connect athletes with sports, wellness, professionals, jobs, resources, and other athletes. Classy holds a master's in, master's in business administration, excuse my stuttering, honey, from Santa Clara University 
and a bachelor's degree in finance from San Jose State University. If that wasn't enough to make you tune in, then I don't know what's going on in your life. But let's jump right into this amazing, amazing interview with Classy James. the Yep She Said It podcast. If you are listening on YouTube, you've already heard this bio, okay? Shakeout LLC, heard the CEO and founder is in the building. Hey, Classy. <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> and if you are, oh, you see if you're on YouTube, I'm experimenting with this virtual background situation. So this laugh I just did looked like I didn't have any teeth. So we're going to work through that. We're going to work through that. Um, but if you're on right, podcast, because we all know you got some teeth, okay? Listen, oh, Lord, got me looking like you know, when you were a kid and you used those greasy cups to give you, um, <laughs> yeah, girl, okay. So uh, back to the, what we talk about. So if you're on YouTube, I'm going to give Classy a moment, a moment to really tell you a little bit about herself because she has an amazing story um, from going from athletics to the world of tech to developing her own brand. She is somebody that we need to know because I need you to drop some gems and bless our heart on this episode. And I'm a little goofy today, so forgive me. It's quarantine. I don't know. Um, but thank you so much for joining us. But tell us a little bit for people that are watching on YouTube that haven't heard of the Shakeout LLC and, and who you are. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, well, first things first, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm so happy we were able to connect uh, virtually and then at post-quarantine, we're going to connect in real life. Absolutely. Um, so I'm so I'm so honored and blessed to be here. So a little bit about myself. My name is Classy James. I'm born and raised in the Bay Area, California. So I'm from like the heart of Silicon Valley where I grew up. East Palo Alto is like right next to Palo Alto where a lot of rich people live. Like Mark Zuckerberg lives there. Um, the founders of HP lived in Palo Alto. Um, Steve Jobs lived in Palo Alto. And then there was this ghetto called East Palo Alto. And that's where I'm from, <laughs> the hood. But with that being said, I grew up in between like Facebook headquarters and Google headquarters. So I always wow. was immersed in technology. Um, both of my parents worked in tech uh, my entire life. And so aside from always being a natural born techie, I was a basketball player. I played basketball competitively for over 20 years. And I had dreamed of becoming a professional basketball player, but that came to an end because of career ending injury. Mm-hmm. Um, my going into like my senior season, my fifth year, but my senior season, I was a basketball player. And when my career came to such an abrupt end, I kind of had to figure out like who I was, what I stood for. I was in need of mental, physical, spiritual, financial guidance, all of that. Um, I was fortunate enough to land a job in tech due to my connections through my parents, honestly. I'm going to be very honest and frank about that. You know, people say time and time again, it's about who you know. And I just happened to know two people that were black and in tech and they wanted their daughter to be successful. Mm -hmm. Um, So shout out to moms and pops for that. But when I started to get into tech, I realized I wasn't fulfilled. I mean, I was making great money. I literally landed my first job out of sports and tech. And my resume was completely trash. You know, it wasn't about my resume. It was about my personality and how I showed up. And again, knowing the right people that introduced me to the right people. Mm -hmm. And so while I was in tech, I just felt like there was a missing void. And I realized a lot of my friends and colleagues were asking me, how did you get a job in tech? Like, 
that's crazy. You have no work, real work experience. And I just kind of was mentoring and paying it forward and helping other people. Mm-hmm. But what I realized is that obviously there was a huge gap in the industry. Um, if so many athletes were asking me for help, instead of me being like, why isn't anyone helping them? One, I volunteered to help them, but two, I realized there was a, a gap in the industry and I chose to fulfill that gap by creating ShakeOut LLC. Awesome. Um, I, thank you. I created my business while I was in grad school. So I was getting my MBA simultaneously while I started my business. So I was able to use the MBA program um, to help and have mentorship with the right kind of people like angel investors who are my teachers to help me actually like create a sustainable and scalable business um, that I'm trying to do today. And so essentially that's kind of my background. I still work in tech full time um, because I love technology. I love working in tech and I actually have the luxury of working from home. So I I relocated from the Bay Area um, after I graduated with my MBA, moved to Atlanta I work from home and I, I'm blessed to be able to do both work, work full time in tech at home, but also, you know, have my business where we're trying to help athletes find that best fit career post athletics. I'm mm-hmm. also a huge advocate for getting more athletes in the tech field. Um, as most of us know, there's a lot of money to be made in technology. And so I want my athletes to get to that bag. And so, Absolutely. you know, <laughs> so that's a little bit, I guess, about me and, and, and kind of what I do and who I am um, and my purpose. I love it. I love it. And I'm so glad that, and I'm going to say it, that you are a black woman in tech. You know, mm-hmm. often um, technology, you know, I don't know. I'm not, no, you know. <laughs> Can't do it. You know, I'm calling my cousin who is a black female black woman and she is very good at it but that's something she's always been interested in i was strictly the sport i'm done with ap classes i don't want to hear about no greek mythology i just wasn't into <laughs> nothing extra so to mm-hmm. know that you have the guidance on a series note of your parents and the structure i really mm-hmm. commend you for recognizing this the gap in technology, the gap in the field, the gap in the transition from athletics to the professional sector and inserting yourself in that space um, to say, hey, there's an opportunity here. Let me show you and let me help you and guide you. Um, what is mm-hmm. what is the message like as far as shake out shake out LSD? I see you are more than a, more than your sport, but mm-hmm. tell me tell me about it because I love the name Shake Out LSC so where did that come from thank you and what, thank what you. is the mission you talked about it a little bit what are exactly some of the things that you're doing to to provide that mentorship and support for athletes yeah so I think first the name Shake Out right so LLC is just so people know like I am an LLC it's a certified business right like Le- it's legal it's legal <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so I had to have LLC at the end like at first I just wanted it to be Shake Out but then my lawyers were like well you have to have LLC at the end because it is an LLC um, shakeout. So um, essentially, like if you look up the dictionary definition in shakeout, basically it's talking about turnover, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so my dad always told me as I was getting older and older and older and playing various sports, I would realize certain friends that I had in, like in second grade didn't go on to play basketball or soccer in third grade or fourth grade or fifth grade and so on and so forth. And then even that transition from being um, in eighth grade to high school. Mm-hmm. And then high school to college. And so I, you know, talk about turnover. My dad was always telling me that is the shakeout. 
and I didn't know what he meant. Mm. So when I was younger, he kind of sat me down, walked me through what shakeout means. And he was like, people are constantly phasing in and out of athletics. Right. It is industry turnover, right? But the way that we define it is athletic industry turnover. So what ShakeOut is doing is preparing athletes for that turnover. That is inevitable. I do not care who you are, right. the level that you're playing at, eventually your sport will come to an end. And how are you prepared for the end of that specific journey in your life? And that's essentially what ShakeOut is. It's something that my dad ingrained and instilled in me when I was in middle school. And I essentially decided to name my business after something that he taught me at a young age. Because I was right. always thinking about life after basketball. I was always preparing myself for life after basketball. Although when it happened, mm -hmm. I still was shooken up, but I was, I think, more prepared than probably the average athlete. Um, and then like the you are more than your sport tagline, that's just what we live by. Like mm -hmm. every single day, I want athletes to know that you have so much more to add to this world than just being an athlete. Yes, you're so good at what you're playing. Right. But guess what? Because you're an athlete, you actually can impact the world in so many other facets. And so it's a constant reminder to me. So I wear my stuff all the time because it's my stuff. But it's right. a constant oh. reminder to myself that I'm more than just that basketball player. Because after I stopped playing, I didn't know who I was, what I stood for, what I was good at. And once I realized that, I, it's, it's like kind of like, well, you know, people write post-its on their mirrors and they look at it every day. Like right, you are beautiful, right. you are strong. This is my constant reminder. You are more than your sport. So don't ever forget that. And so when athletes wear it, it's they're reminding themselves, but also the world that they're more than just an athlete. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's, it's good to hear that you have the structure, you have the support, you have the guidance. But even with that, at the abrupt disruption of your athletic career, you still went through those stages, those challenges, that loss of the loss and transition of athletic identity. And you know, through my through a lot of research that I've done, it's very different for women. It's very different for Black women. Um, no matter where you are, if you're in middle school, if you're in high school, if you're in college, if you're pro, the experience is very different. Let alone if so, you don't have the preparation. Like if you're not necessarily planning, if you don't have a field of interest, like you were. Like maybe some, some people are. Just stack on going pro and there's no other option because they're determined to get there they make it to try out or anything and then they get cut mm -hmm. it's done um i've heard a few i've met a few WNBA players who have said that that i'm not sure the whole format but they were playing i would essentially say a tryout and they got cut and they mm -hmm. had we're blindsided by it. So I, I really like that you're saying, hey, yes, I had a lot of support at the insight, but it still happened to me. Like I still had some issues of emotionally and mentally to just get my head to focus and say, hey, that everything that I've learned in this can still transfer over um, to, mm -hmm. to my business, to life. What do you, and I, I really love, like when you define what ShakeOut was, like that, that can kind of contain myself. I'm like, that is <laughs> You know? Shout out to my dad, though. Yes. Listen, he is so intuitive and spiritual and knowledgeable. Like, and sometimes I just thought he was mad weird when I was growing up. I was like, <laughs> he talking about stuff that's way over my head. But it was like he was preparing me for like mm -hmm. what I'm doing today, right? right? Like he saw something inside of me that was far bigger than just sport. Like if I went on to become a professional basketball player, amazing. If I went on and became a coach, dope. But he knew that I was going to do something. So he just started teaching me about things that were bigger than me when I was like, even like too young to even understand who I was. And so I think that's what was dope. And that's why I can kind of understand things a little bit from a, a broader perspective today. 
Absolutely. And how are you able to, like, what in the mission with ShakeOut is, are you able to provide when you're speaking to an athlete? Like, how are they coming to you? How do you, your clients, like, what's the process of your company? Yeah, so essentially, like, right now today, because I'm also in the midst of developing some tech startup that got me so excited because as you yeah. guys know I'm a, I'm a, I call myself like the athlete techie right but today um we do one I do one-on-one coaching with athletes and we do a lot of workshops actually at universities what I also realized as a businesswoman is you have to identify who your end user is and end customer right your end customer is usually who's purchasing your product or service and your end user is who is actually utilizing that Sometimes they can be the same person, but in this sense, I actually wanted them to be different. I did not want that student athlete to pay for anything because mm-hmm. we don't have money as student athletes. Let's Hello. just keep it a buck. Like Hello. we, you know, those scholarship checks like aren't really massive. And so I wanted the universities to pay as the end customer so that the athlete, the end user could benefit from our workshops. And so that is kind of our business model. And it honestly is really hard to actually infiltrate the university system because although the NCAA is a multi-billion dollar industry, college sports is a multi-billion dollar industry, they still act like they do not have money to pay for professional development for athletes. Mm -hmm. Um, Or even if they do have budget, it's really, really small. Right. And so that's why I created things like the clothing line. Because I felt like... An athlete may not be able to afford my one-on-one coaching Mm -hmm. or my online course, but I know an athlete can afford a $40 hoodie or a $35 crew neck, you know, and it's a constant reminder to them. So that's why even in my business, I have multiple streams of income coming in Mm -hmm. and multiple ways for people to support the brand or the message. But actually what I'm developing on the tech side is far more doper than a workshop, than me speaking. Um, and so I can't wait to announce that when it does launch because it's something that's tangible, that's beneficial, that I know can actually help athletes today. And I actually wish that I had what I'm building right now today with the COVID-19 stuff happening because people are locked in their homes, they're isolated. And I think at the end of the day, what us as people long for is connection and resources. And so that's kind of what I'm developing with my technology component to shake out that's awesome well i'm definitely excited honey to tune in notifications on um, (laughs) (laughs) to see what is coming um in the future i'm super excited about about that and i like that you you're offering the different areas because that's great insight that your business is able to say that listen you may your university for whatever reason may not allow me to come through the doors of the campus right but the social media with you just um, accessing uh, my merchandise and things like that you can still get those messages you can still have because I, I consider that a positive affirmation right like that's something Period. you can say day in and day out so we know that how we dress is often a reflection of how we feel not everybody not all the time but for the most part we try to dress in a way that represents us and sometimes mm-hmm. without even speaking right it's just an expression of who you are so mm-hmm. if you're walking around saying that I'm more than an athlete you're like boom bam try me today Mm-mm. right you know like <laughs> don't let this basketball fool you okay it's more than that so that you're able mm-hmm. to um mm-hmm. give that to them before they possibly even thought about that and obviously we know there's a lot of um brands and businesses out there even myself included that are focusing on the transition of the athlete getting into the business but i believe and i know that it's a, like people say oh it's the market so sad it's oversaturated and i said no there's 
a million billion different eyeliners. That doesn't mean I can't make a new eyeliner. You see what I'm saying? So it's all about you identifying the gap, like you said, beginning and end user, what that product is and how you're adding on to our, our giving a perspective that's never been given. You know, as a black woman in tech, the percentage is extremely low. Um, I have a good friend. Oh that's my goodness. Yeah, to do stuff just, in tech. yeah, yeah Go keep ahead. going, keep going. <laughs> but this is the statistic. So if you know any of those, that would be great to share because it's blown my mind. Um, and I've seen interviews like in the breakfast club of individual black women coming in and talking about tech and we need more people in. And I've seen, I think it's black women in tech where they're trying to get scholarships and different things of how to gain capital investors and things like that. So it's out there and it's happening, but I don't know if we know where to go for it. So again, you are bringing two worlds together, um, but go ahead. What, what you got to tell us about this black tech girl? Girl, yeah, because I think too, what I realized was that one, I'm a black woman in tech. Two, I'm a black millennial in tech. And three, I'm a former athlete. So you look at all those three, it's kind of like, it's, I'm an anomaly. And it's cool to be like one of the only and be an anomaly, but I want to bring all the seats at the table, right? Like I want everyone to have all the opportunities. And so I think that's why I even developed a tech component to my business because I'm actually in the process of preparing to get in front of, you know, VCs and pitch my business and get money because it's one thing that people say, I want to invest in tech businesses for black women or black people. Like now I want to see like, how true is that? How hard is it really going to be? I'm actually in the midst of preparing for like my first, you know, investor meeting, like, Okay, let let's see if people really, really want to invest in black tech startups. Especially mm-hmm. when I look at like mine's like sports tech, right? It's just so niched down, and so I'm interested to see how it, how it happens. But ultimately, like even further than that, and I forgot to mention this that I'm like a co-founder of a life after sports conference with another former black woman um, who's a former athlete. And she helps athletes. Yeah, she helps athletes create businesses while they're in school. Her name is Crystal Beecham. And so her and I are both creating this experience um, in Atlanta next summer in June of 2021 about business, entrepreneurship, and mental health. And all of that stuff is so, so important. But the highlight of that for me about being like a techie is that I am looking and getting sponsorships from companies that are technology companies. Mm-hmm. that are looking to hire athletes. Like that is probably one of my biggest goals is not just to be a tech founder or work in tech. It's to give other athletes the opportunities to talk to people that see the value in hiring athletes right. to hire them at tech companies. And I think, again, that is like my differentiating factor where there's so many people doing life after sports stuff. And I think it's dope. I want more people to get into the industry because you think there are hundreds of millions, if not billions of former athletes okay. that need help. And there is not a, enough of us that are advocating for athletes to even help all of those athletes. So right. one, we need more people that genuinely care about athletes to actually enter this industry to make an impact. Two, I'm not worried about competition because I'm an athlete first and I love competition. I thrive off of competition. Like push me to do better. And that's, I think the competition out there allowed me to differentiate myself because I don't see anybody else in this space that works in tech. That's mm-hmm. a black woman. So no, I use. I have not seen that at all. No man. Right. So, I, so I use my differentiating factor to kind of like twist up how my business structure is going to transform. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I love tech. I love helping athletes. And I know a lot of athletes think tech is engineering. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to code. I'm not learning how to code ever. I'm so good off of that. Like there's so, <laughs> there's so, listen, like there's so many roles in tech that athletes can excel in. They right. have program managers, project specialists, communication managers, like legal. Um, like there's just so many roles that I'm just kind of like, oh, you can still like get paid big dollars and not be an engineer and not code, but still work for a tech company. Right. That's what I do. I'm an operations manager. I manage engineers because I don't code. So I just, right. (laughs) So it's like, and the leadership skills that we have as athletes enabled me to actually be a good leader and help people, you know, bring out the best in themselves so that they can then, you know, excel in their jobs. And so that's just kind of like free game. You don't have to be like super, super like technical to work at a tech company. So that's a stigma that I'm trying to throw out the window. That's incredible. And it's so funny that you said that when you went through the list of all the different opportunities that is in the world of tech. And a lot of that goes back to exposure, you know, um, people just not knowing or assuming they know what that field is. They Mm -hmm. tend to just stray away from it. And I used to be a director of a tutoring program. And that was what I saw with a lot of my black kids. They were just looking to graduate and had no clue about college, no clue about the process. Um, avoided certain fields, even though I could see certain talents, because they were like, oh, no, I can't do that. That seems too hard. I was never good at math. It's like, wait, 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 do you know all the other things you can do within that company? And it's so funny because for some, whatever reason, I haven't been sleeping well. I think like I just got a lot of stuff happening, child. Um, for, for good stuff, good stuff. But um, I was on Facebook, which I've never on. Like, every, every time I post social media, I just have it all linked, so it just goes all out, you know, disperses everywhere at once. For whatever reason, 3 o'clock this morning, I'm on Facebook, and I'm a part of a lot of Black uh, girls in social work, Black social workers um, online. And someone posted, like, I am sick of documenting. Is there any other jobs that I can do in social work? Because I can't do this. And everybody's like, nope, you got the wrong job. Nope, this is what you're going to have to do, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, dang, where's the love? Where's the, where's the love? And so I literally mm-hmm. typed, like, a whole paragraph of every job that I've done. And only one of the jobs required was a therapist. Everything else was over teams or it was moving or it was education or it was leadership, you know? And I said, um, and I'm not licensed yet. You know, I'm pursuing my doctorate. And so I've been very blessed, don't get me wrong. I do encourage all social workers to get your license, but everything isn't for everyone. Based on mm-hmm. my course of my journey, that's why I'm going for my PhD. But it was just like, I, from, her, from what the feedback was, sometimes you're, you're contained in a box. In social yeah. work, you are taught private practice, healthcare, down here we call it DCF, some people call it CPS in other states, um, mm-hmm. that that's what you do. And that's what people think we do. Um, mm-hmm. So when I explain that, yes, I'm a former athlete, I've always been directing positions, and now I have my own my own business. Well, how'd you get that? Like, it blows people's minds. Blows people right. mind. Just like it blew my mind that there is an area of research for Black female collegiate athletes for me to talk about it and that athletic identity was something I never heard of but that I had experienced. So mm-hmm. the fact that you are saying, listen, this is what I know, this is what I've seen, and I'm going to drop the gems and help and provide opportunities for them. And I also like, I know I'm talking a lot, I also like how you're talking about your you're keeping up with the change of the world. You know what I'm saying? You already had this concept of your future, um, your future uh, 
asset or new development in your company, um, but and how it's also going to connect with the times. Like we're going through quarantine, we're going through different challenges, and athletes are going through a lot. So I I think what you're doing is so fast forward, and I commend you on it. You, Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I think I think at the end of the day, you and I are both doing work so that athletes have the resources that we needed when we were transitioning that part. and so that's what I'm just trying to do like I know a lot of it is we want a career we don't just want a job when we're done playing basketball because basketball was our career until it stopped being our right. career so I don't want to just go every day and just clock in like I actually want to love what I'm doing but it, in order to love what you're doing you have to love who you are through that transition and who you've become (laughs) and so I I think that's what I'm trying to do and I'm also trying to give people a perspective on like again getting to that bag like we talk time and time again about like you want to love what you're doing you also want to make money okay Yeah. yeah like we want to make money and I even look at some of the ways that I've been blessed like I was able to move from California to Georgia and buy you know a house be a homeowner before I'm 30 and work from home and do things. And again, like, I don't think that I'm special. I think I just figured out how to navigate through the Mm -hmm. politics and the BS. And I want to pay it forward and show other people that you can do the things that I've done and more. Absolutely. And that's what it's all about. I think it's incredible. I am excited for you and your journey. Um, guys, I'm going to include her website, all her contact information in the bio below. Is there anything you have coming up? Um, any, I know you just had a birthday, so happy belated birthday. Thank you. You have some <laughs> awesome sales, honey, going on. So is there anything yes. that you want to share with people that um, you may not know as far as branding and, and selling anything? What you got, girl? What you got when we wrap up? I think the one thing that I do have is definitely follow Shakeout LLC because even this is the last day we're having 50% off the entire shakeout merchandise line, but I'm going to be doing giveaways like once a month or twice a month, because again, it's about me paying it forward. Um, second thing on, um, in May, August, you're going to be hearing a lot of noise about the life after sports conference. Mm -hmm. And so I definitely, if you are an athlete or current athlete, you work in sports, like we want you to be at this conference. This conference is for us, made by us as athletes. Right. And so, you know, like I said, we're going to be talking about everything from business. Like if you want to get into certain industries, entrepreneurship, if you're like, forget nine to five, I want to create my own business. Um, we're talking about overall wellness we're talking about sports psychology and we're talking about mental health and we're talking about just like ways to stay fit ways to eat when you're no longer an athlete like it's all encompassing everything that we go through with the transition Mm -hmm. and then last but not least it's a way to bring people together in that community like we are a community of athletes and we need to get together more we need to get together. We need to celebrate each other more. And so that's what the conference is all about. And so we're super excited to announce the event and, you know, have all of your beautiful faces there. I'm excited to meet you guys. Um, One thing that I pride myself on is, you know, you see a lot of people that have events and have conferences that are like, please reach out to me. I always reach out back and they don't. I'm not that person. Like, You can DM me on my personal Instagram. You can DM me from ShakeOut. It may be me or maybe my other employee. You can email me and I will get back to you because again, like I said, like I'm here for you. Right. I'm not just like preaching something that I don't believe in. 
um, I, I want to be that mentor that I needed when I was going through the transition. Absolutely. Yes, I think that's key. I, I totally feel you on that. And just so you guys, if you're listening or watching, um, we're uh, doing this interview on April 30th, so it's going to air after. So I don't want them to go into the website and say, she said that this was the last day for the 50% off. I don't see it. So by the time you listen to this, that was going to be gone, but she's going to have some other things going on. So don't panic and don't blow her DMs because that's not what we're here for. Um, but besides that, I, I'm super excited to see the workshop or to see your conference. Sorry, I have a workshop this Saturday, child. It's, it's, I'm excited. <laughs> it's a whole bunch of work. Um, but yes, I, I, I'm right there with you that we need to celebrate each other and we need to make a space opportunities. And I thank you for making time in your schedule and your space to come on the podcast. And I'm really excited to see where both of our journeys go as we really go on this journey together. Absolutely. And um, again, like I said, I'm honored to have you now in my friendship sister circle. And we're going to grow and learn together. And I'm honored that you asked me to be on your podcast. And, you know, I'm just blessed to know you. So thank you so much. Thank you, Classy. Thank you. All right, guys. So again, all of our information is going to be in the episode description. If you're watching on YouTube, it's going to be in the description as well. Um, And that's it. If you're on the podcast, we're going to our closing segment. If you're on YouTube, guys, we, I will see you next Sunday. All right, y'all. Thank you for tuning in. Special shout out and thank you to Classy James for coming on board, the founder and CEO of ShakeOut LLC. She has announced that she has a conference coming up in June, I believe June 2021, head over to our Instagram, um, Shakeout LLC, so you can learn more about it um, and figure out a way that you can attend um, and possibly be a part of it. So hit her up, check it out, follow her. I'm super, super excited to just know her and to be a part of her journey. Um, there's a past guest, Taj Deshawn, that I had on board that introduced us. And that's what it's about. It's about community. It's about supporting each other. It's about um being there for each other and willing to give back and share and acknowledge what you know. I can say honestly that she's so beautiful inside and out. And I've only met her virtually or in a via phone conversations. And she's never hesitated when I ask a question um, or have a suggestion or whatever. She's always says, thank you. Um, or she said, well, I tried this, but maybe you should try this. Um, it, it, it's awesome. And just know that I truly appreciate that because on the journey of developing my business, the BFCA experience and what I've done, you've, she's really uh, been a true inspiration on, on what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. Um, even when it comes down to just some of the self-doubt that we have um, as an entrepreneur, as a woman, as a black woman. So I'm so thankful for that. Um, in regards to what I have going on. So I have I think 10 workshops that are scheduled starting May 30th. So this episode will air on on May 24th. So starting May 30th, we will have a workshop every Saturday and Sunday um, from 2 p.m. Eastern to 3 p.m. Eastern. And it's gonna be four rotating topics. And the topics will include um, how COVID-19 is impacting athletes um, mentally and emotionally and really understanding some of the stages that our athletes are going through so that we better understand how to assist them and be prepared when they come back to our to our teams, to our course, to our institution, to our clubs teams, to our high school teams, whatever you are. Um, we also have a, a workshop talking about uh, 
the experience of being a black female athlete. That is an area that I do a lot of research in, that my dissertation focuses in, that I personally experienced. And through my experience and research, I feel that I can bring a very common experience, but a very unique approach that you don't see a lot of workshops discussing. So I'm super excited about that. We have another workshop talking about grief in regards to losing the sport and understanding that some of our athletes are grieving losing the sport, but they are potentially grieving losing a, a family member or a loved one or someone that was close to them. So the grief for the athlete in this COVID-19 and this pandemic is very serious. Um, we also talk about another, the last topic that's in rotation is those transferable skills and identifying uh, what skills you can take beyond the sport and how and why and how to talk to the athletes, how to prepare the athletes, um, what to do and sit down and take time with them. So I'm super excited to do that. Lastly, on my website, we also have now an eight-page uh, PDF doc for purchase that is an athlete development reentry plan. So I feel that when athletes are coming back into your space, whether you are a mental health provider, whether you are a coach, um, or, or anyone working directly with athletes, I feel like these are great tools that you will need uh, as far as questions and guiding conversation and doing check-ins that are essential for our athletes. Um, and there are three PDFs documents within this eight page document that uh, are templates on what to do at different stages of the athlete's journey. Um, and just some insight, we are actually going to be creating a much larger PDF. So this is like, the, this is um, part one. We're gonna be creating a part two. So I'm super excited for that. If you ever have any questions, guys, if you feel there's a community that needs a workshop in regards to athlete development, regards to being a parent of an athlete and how to communicate with them. Um, if you are a, a coach or a mental health professional and you would like a meditation, guided meditation session, I'm also a certified meditation instructor. So I am able to, able to do that right now. Everything is virtual. So just let me know. Uh, my email is gonna be in the episode description, the BFCA experience at gmail.com. Um, also check out my website. Um, we're starting to improve and upload. Um, my team is amazing. I have Shell Tyson, who's over all of my media digital content for the website and updating it. Um, also, I have Deanna Blackburn, who is my content editor. So she's been very influential in regards to making sure the content looks good, it's solid, um, and it makes sense. So I'm super, super excited for everything that we're doing. So guys, make sure that you subscribe, that you like, you leave a review. And if you wanna watch the interview with Classy and myself, you can also head over to YouTube and watch this interview. Thank you guys, have a blessed weekend, be safe. I believe this will, yeah, this is, when the, you hear this, it'll be the day before Memorial Day. So be safe, be smart. Just cause stuff is open don't, need me, don't mean you need to be in these streets. All right, y'all stay blessed. And I hope that you walk away from this episode saying, yep, she said it.